particularly the, the hostility of the world against the Lord. Um, Psalm 2 reads, Why do the nations rage and the peoples meditate on a vain thing? The kings of the earth take their sand and the rulers take counsel together against Yahweh and against the anointed. And I'm trying to fathom, there you have the humanity, the race divided up in these in these groups, nations, having to do with peoples. They have their some degree of organization, leadership. Many, many times they have their own territories, their own capitals and stuff like that. The peoples could be uh, families, could be ethnic groups, could be uh, ditching that is involved there, uh, could be individuals as well. And uh, the kings, of course, are those harsh, those leaders that uh, inherit their throne and they are like a, um, they, don't, they have complete sovereignty over their, their nations. And then last, there are lower people that sit in positions of governing and authority. So you have all these people groups and the leaders, the councils. Um, I think it's just a way of kind of dividing the human race up, uh, or at least pointing out the human race and the leaders in the human race and the people in the human race. And what's interesting to me and stood out in my mind is that all of them summarized there as taking counsel, meditating, um, taking official positions, uh, doing their, their discussions, all of these things center around being opposed to Yahweh, to the Lord, his, his anointing. And it's, it's like a, to me, it's like a universal rebellion among people to the Lord, to his, his demand, which is what he makes his demand on society, on people. And I was thinking about that. I was thinking about the hostility. And, and we, I, we are living in a day in which we have, have seen uh, almost, almost a friendship with the world in some areas where we have we can have the churches given tax breaks and other things like that there's been uh, a degree of maybe toleration in the government but that's that's slowly it seems to be eroding and the, the society has never been really overly happy about Jesus <laughs> and talking about him and loving him and putting him first. And that's what this song is talking about, about the Messiah, uh, and about giving homage to the Messiah. And in, in the flow of all of this kind of going around in my mind and stuff as I've been reading that, uh, I was thinking about the importance of the church family and having a, a fellowship of people that love the Lord and that we are, when I say safe, I mean safe from the schemes and the hostilities of one another, that we have a, a place that we can come like an ark for safety, even though the church may be and has been persecuted and 
maligned and all kinds of things that happen. The church is the bride, the body of Christ, which we were talking this morning about being united in him. And it's 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 needful, it's important that we have each other. Especially the Bible says, as you see today, approaching to see the hard times coming. We need to draw near to each other and, and to be uh, encouraging each other and find the strength in each other. Psalm 1 um, kind of gives the same message, except instead of being a national group with all the people, it's talking about the, the passion of a person who loves the Lord as opposed to a passion who does not, and the difference in his life. Psalm 1 begins talking about which man is blessed is he is the man who doesn't walk after the counsel of the wicked, nor stand in the way of sinners, nor sit in the seat of scoffers. And so here's the picture of the blessedness of the person who is taking the Lord and his word seriously. We talk about that. We talk about that a lot. And that's because it's really, really important. Really important. And uh, so looking through that song, I, I, I began to see there that um, the psalmist I think is is summarizing the the process in which we live, the normal process. I don't think he's just talking specifically only about a walk or a standing or a sitting, but that, that is the kind of language that talks about his life and how he makes uh, how he lives his life. Walking in the scripture is pictured as um, making progress, walking in the spirit and things of this nature, step by step. And standing is to be unmovable, to kind of uh, be taking, making yourself at home, so to speak. And then sitting uh, is definitely relaxing and definitely retiring and settling down. And I think those three things in one sense refer to the, the life uh, that uh, doesn't uh, simply make its direction and its count, its influence through the counsel of wicked people or the, the life that does not carry or, or hang out in the haunts of sinners, um, failing to live for the Lord. And then also that those who, who occupy his place uh, in the seat or the place of communion with scoffers. You, you see what I'm saying? That it, it's just a warning there not to be too heavily, again, tied down to sinners. And uh, we all have, it's interesting that we worry more about, at least I do sometimes, worry more about the friendship of my siblings and my relatives with unbelievers than I worry about my own self having friendship with unbelievers. And sometimes um, we, we are sort of blind to ourselves. And I think of Sage going off, and I've been really praying for her and her friendship. So, She's such a sweet girl, and you just really ask the Lord to protect her and to be with her and uh, to just kind of guide and direct her life. In that psalm, there we see again, I think, the importance of communion together and holding on to that fellowship with, the, with each other and not following after the crowd, not following after the, the ways of, of sinful living. To be honest, 
the ways of the world is really attractive. If it wasn't attractive, it wouldn't be a temptation, but it is attractive. And it sounds like you're just going overboard when you warn about following after these things and, and uh, being denying yourself and having a strict pursuit of the Lord. But his way is best. And when we find people who let themselves go and drift downstream, we find their lives being destroyed. It never draws our hearts to the Lord. It always draws us away. Always. And so the Lord knows what's best. He's given us counsel. Church, the family is really important. It's a time of communion, a time of protection, a time of blessing. So this is a time of blessing. When we focus, when we gather together and we focus our attention on the Lord Jesus and on him who he is. So that's what, the, that's what we're here to do this evening. And so I'm going to uh, open us in prayer. And But I won't close this to give you an opportunity. Anybody wants to pray, pray. Eric, do you mind? So after people have had a chance, to, you can just come in. Father, we do thank you um, for this time. Thank you so much for the Lord Jesus. It's hard for me to, to put into words how I feel uh, about him because it, it's, it's sometimes I'm really, really excited. Other times I'm very ashamed that I forget about him. I do other things. And he's the last thing on my heart and my mind at times. And it's really sad, very sad. And so I just, I need to hear the words that you gave to Peter that Satan has demanded your soul to sit here and sweet, but I pray for you. So thank you for your goodness to us, Lord. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your patience as the shepherd that uh, watches over us. Protect us from ourselves and help us to honor you and to put you first. We really take you seriously. And uh, thank you for this time. Thank you for the, the studies we've had today and fellowship and also, thank you for the yard sale yesterday. I talked to a number of people and didn't have anybody express any. We talked about different things with the church and stuff, but um, people need you. And uh, I just pray you'll help us to be clear voice, a godly voice, um, a good example that would ask people to call for you to seek you, to surrender to you, to ask us the reason that we have this hope is because help us to walk close to you. And thank you so much for your goodness. Thank you for the fellowship. Thank you for these people. Thank you for what you're doing in our hearts. And thank you for this time. It is a time of self-examination. It's not easy to examine ourselves in preparation for participating in the communion, the partaking of the bread, the cup, the juice, which is a symbol of our participation in Christ in salvation.